I, I was actually just thinking today in my mind, I was thinking today when I was at CVS, I, I had to buy a fucking stapler, but I was thinking that it's funny <laughs> when old, when old people call glasses, they're cheaters. <laughs> I've never heard that. One. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artist, and we break down one of their records and we get into the lyrics, music, how it was made, all that good stuff, and we try to have a good time while doing it. My name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and five stars only. Uh, All the social media is at Asinine Radio, so follow us on there, follow us on Discord, follow us wherever, wherever you want. I don't care. Make up a group and follow us on there. Um, so yeah, that's all I got for the boring intro. What what are we doing today, Jeff? Uh, we are doing Three Feet High and Rising by the De La Souls. De La Soul formed in 1988 in Amityville, New York by Kevin Mercer, also known as Postinus. What is it, Postinus? Postinus. Postinus. Uh, David Jolicure, known as Trigoy the Dove and Vincent Mason, known as Maceo. The group have put out eight full-length records, three mixtapes, one live album, and six compilations. Or what, nine? No, actually nine full-lengths, so I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, three Feet High and Rising is the group's first album, and it was released March 3rd, 1989, and is considered one of the more influential hip-hop records of all time. So uh, with that, what is, uh, what's your origin story with De La Soul? Go. Uh, so I will say as an aside... I. Prior to, this is more like a logistics thing, prior to them releasing their stuff on Spotify, if you had any De La Soul song in a YouTube video or anything, it would get flagged immediately. Really? I didn't know that. That, that. Like, if you look at any reviews of De La Soul prior to March 3rd, none of them will play music because YouTube will immediately block it. I don't <laughs> know how strict they are now, but we did get banned on the Paul's Boutique one. True, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know so, about playing music. We'll play the songs for you and I, but we will have to cut them out uh, for people listening to the pod later. So, so yeah. So then, what yeah. do you got? What's your origin story? Oh yeah. So so my origin story is is Far Side. Um, Far Side is is my favorite hip hop group of all time. That's the the Bizarre Right Two is my favorite cool. hip hop album of all time. And just listening to them for so long, they've they've said numerous times that a big influence on them was De La Soul. And uh, that was the first time I ever heard of De La Soul. And then just throughout the years, people always talked about De La Soul. But they've never really been anywhere. And, and I, I, streaming and stuff. So I never I never listened to them outside of Magic Number, I Know, and then Me, Myself, and I. And then some songs here and there that I didn't really care for that much. Um, but they just they fell they fell into obscurity because I couldn't access their their material easy enough, mm-hmm. and that's it's that's sad that sucks. Yeah, it really does. 
over sampling issues, supposedly. It had to have been something more than that, though. It's there's there's a lot of stuff in there, yeah, 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 yeah. So my my origin story, um, it really goes back to when I worked at Tower Records. Uh, like I said in the rankings episode, there were a couple guys that I worked with, uh, Tower Records, named Sean and Marlo, and they were deep into hip hop. They loved it, and especially underground stuff. And the grind date had just come out like a year or two prior to um, to me working there. So that would they would play it in the store, and I remember selling it a lot to people um, while, while I was there. So that was my first impression. I remember, just, I mean, at the time, I really wasn't into hip hop, so I didn't really care too much. Um, so there's kind of like a weird nostalgia to it there, but otherwise, like I don't know, I I just didn't care. And then going back this week and listening to that record, it doesn't do it for me. But um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that is my origin story outside of um honestly the last couple weeks since they've put all of their music on spotify so um so yeah that's my origin story with de la soul i mean i've always heard of them i've always seen this cover as well the album we're doing so the the three feet high and rising but yeah i never really listened to this record in hindsight do you regret not buying that that uh what is it the i'm looking at it right now the hungry ear records t-shirt that's in the similar style from uh from hawaii yeah a little bit, yeah, because that was a cool that was a cool shirt, the yellow, and it very much looked like the record cover. But uh, whatever, you know, what are you gonna? Do? I'll go back to Hawaii and uh, buy that that shirt from that overpriced record store. Yeah. Um. Anyway, okay. I don't know. De La Soul. What is uh? What What are your um? What are your, kind of your first impressions on this one? Uh, I I knew I knew what we're getting into here. Um, I I didn't I didn't know it would be this good. To be honest, I didn't know it would be this. Uh, God damn, this album is so much better than I thought it was gonna be, and 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 you listen to like Tribe and and Tribe is just so fucking good, just could do no wrong in this era, and Jungle yeah. Brothers, like the other trifecta of, uh, of the native tongues of this era, just so fucking good. But there this is a, on like a different a level. Group. There was a fourth group, wasn't there? That I'd never heard of. Um, what was the other guy? Ah, what was it? Name the other the guys in native tongue. Although there's Queen Latifah, she was in there. In the, yeah, in I know there's the very, Queen Latifah. Black Sheep, Chiali. Yeah, it was it was Black Sheep. Black Sheep, I had never heard of. Oh my what god, the Black Sheep was Black Sheep's good. They have the song, uh, the the uh, you can deal with this or you can deal with that. that oh, that's the, them. Yeah. No shit. Okay. The choice is yours. From I think that's from the first album, like early '90s. Actually, Ooh. fucking uh, White Rabbit just got like an OG pressing of it, seventy bucks. I almost thought 70. about asking you to go pick it up for me, <laughs> but it's a little pricey. That is very pricey. But yeah, the choice is yours. Uh, that you can deal with this, you can deal with that. That's, okay, that's black sheep. Um, no shit. But yeah, so 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 like like tribe. Like obviously, we did tribe on the uh, tribe on the pod, and tribe has just been with us for so long. And uh, it's 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 crazy. It's sad that that De La Soul has missed out on so much throughout the decades, and and now with like Trugoy just died, and 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 man, had it not been for for this 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 ceasefire that's happening and now putting their stuff on Spotify there, they could have been lost forever. Like one of the yeah. first, like, like De La Soul is for sure. Like a top five for sure. Most influential artists in hip hop, maybe a top three. Yeah. I like mean, they, reading more about them, I would, I would totally agree. But prior to the last couple of weeks, I mean, I, I wouldn't have known because like you said, they weren't, they're not, they've never, <sighs> They've never been out them. there. 
Yeah. No exactly. repressings of vinyl because they they couldn't get the rights to it. Even like pressings of CDs. Like I don't even working at Virgin. I don't remember like selling a lot of fucking De La Soul CDs. Really? That's weird. So so I, I don't know. Like okay. my, my, my initial thoughts was this album is exponentially better than I thought it was gonna be. And I had high expectations too. Like I I, okay. I the three songs that I already heard like I knew they were great, but this was even even better than I could have possibly imagined in every way, shape, and form. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> my uh, kind of kind of my thing was, you know, I I do really like '80s golden era hip hop. Um, you kind of set me up for this one. You're like, this is this is everything you like. You know, you you did hype me up a little bit. Um, so my expectations were high. They exceeded my expectations, but not not by much. But they did exceed my expectations. I really, I really had fun. The only real negative thing I have to say about this record are, or two things I would say, would be the skits. They're just, they're not worth it. And they're just too many songs. Even when it comes to like full fledged songs, they could have like tightened this up to like 12, maybe 13 songs. It otherwise, it, it does run really long. It is. Re- long. It really, really does. But I, otherwise, I, no, it's, it's a great record, dude. So like let's I guess we can tackle the skits first, right? This is this so the Dayless all weren't the first hip hop group to do skits. Skits mm-hmm. had been around several years before this. Uh but De La Soul really popularizes skits. Like they would not be skits as we know them today had it not been for De La Soul. And I agree, most of the time skits fuck off. You just don't care. Don't want to hear them. <laughs> they just they, they run too long, they're too stupid. Um but sometimes skits are super dope. Like like uh, D's nuts on on the chronic, Dre. <laughs> that we, which runs into like an instrumental part where he just lets the beat just fucking go for like a minute and a half. Fantastic. Like I said, K Dot on Pippa Butterfly, we did that album. Skits, fucking yeah. fantastic. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. And on this, dude, the skits are hilarious. The skits, the skits are great. The skits sometimes bleed into a song. The skits, the skits sometimes are a song. Like the Can You Keep a Secret? That's kind of a skit. Right? <laughs> They're just whispering, Posthumous needs a haircut. <laughs> I mean, I did, haircut. I did like that one. I did. There were a couple that, like, um, I would even consider. Uh, what's the song? Uh, dedication? No, description. The the limerick one. I yeah. would even say that is a, a kind of skit. It's a, it's really cool. That's actually one of my bees. But um, man, so you just, uh, you're getting a group that is just that is just they they are seeing the world of hip hop evolve around them they're they're seeing the rise of gangster rap even like LL Cool J who started off kind of goofy is now kind of getting a little bit more aggressive a little more in not quite gangster rap but definitely getting more aggressive in the way he's rapping and then like NWA like they dropped their album 1988 these guys don't yeah. really like it they they like they like the the sound of it they like what they're doing with hip hop but they don't like the message and they said okay i don't want to do something that's that's going against that i just want to do something for me i just want to do something that i like and that's what this album is and that's like that's what like that's what music is dude doing something for yourself oh that's what music is brother just doing something for yourself and people kind of fucking missed the boat on it for a little bit they didn't understand it i was uh i was very surprised at how much uh how much kind of shit they talked on gangster rap and uh and just kind of that really that that entire genre they really really you know, criticized it, and I was very surprised by it. But and then, and then on top of that, they were upset that people were lumping them into like this, this like hippie feel good kind of, I don't want to say genre, but kind of um, 
typecast almost. Well, not typecast. What am I trying to say? And that's, I mean, that's that's essentially what they were doing. They were being lumped in with, they were the, the, the hippies of hip hop. Yeah. And they fucking hated it. But they don't, like, I mean, obviously they didn't understand because it was happening as they were doing it. But nobody knew what the fuck hip hop was. Hip hop was, was, was forming. The late 80s was like the golden era of hip hop. And, but yeah. like it was changing and so, it was changing so fast from, from, you know, like Curtis Blow in the mid '80s and all this other stuff that was more lighthearted and, and and Slick Rick doing stuff, and then immediately going to NWA in '88, like that That's a jump, huge jump, it's that a that huge jump is insane. Jump. It's so fucking huge. And so this yeah. stuff, the stuff is happening in real time. And so with people calling them the hippies of hip hop, like what else do we call you? I don't know what to call you. Like You're this right. is still a new genre yeah. for everybody. So they kind of took it a little bit more personally than they should. Um, but that's why their second album is so great is because they prove that they are not the hippies of hip hop. They are better than that. They are bigger than that. Even though a lot of those concepts are still in this one. And this, this is uh this is conscious hip hop. It's not as deep as some of like tribes later, deeper albums, mm-hmm. but there's still a lot of stuff there that is not just, just superficial. Here's what I think. You still got to kind of think a little bit about this. No, you're right. You're right. I did like how they 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 kind of they really did balance this record out lyrically between, um, you know, trash talking other MCs to talking about some more serious things. There was only a few songs about like the more serious like things like drugs and violence and and you know, living in you know poverty and stuff like that. But it was there. Um, I, it, it was just a nice it was a nice mixture of it all. And and I really I thought that was really well done. Um, but still, you could have taken out the. Um, the skits and really made a nice round album. Uh, and then also kind of talking about skits too. Do you know what band or artist or it's a band really that did skits really well with their hip hop music? Who? Short, sweet, to the point, Bloodhound Gang. Wow. They were that's, good, that's, man. That's a, that's a band. And, and because their, their skits are really, really good because, you know, they're goofy. <laughs> <laughs> but they are they're more based in hip hop than they are anything else. But like Bloodhound Gang isn't a isn't a group that you listen to for I don't know, for like societal change. You listen to the Bloodhound Gang because the dude's a wordsmith and they put together really, really, really fucking catchy songs. Nah, you're right. Yeah, that's true. So I yeah, no, it, but no, I I agree, man. Those even the shorter ones, right? The only thing going down this window, like those <laughs> Like those skits are so fucking good. They're so funny. And right when you like think like you got it handled, they're already going to the next song. So you're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. They're like a good short 10, 15 seconds tops. Um, but uh, also I, I, I wanted to, to mention about this or I want to talk about this about this record was that this is like a nice this is a nice transition from like what Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff were doing with like that that kind of party poppy kind of hip-hop thing um and then they were this is like the transition between that and like what we heard with wu-tang and the conscious hip-hop of the 90s like this is the great bridge between the two of them it really is i I, I I think because it has a bit of both of those things because there are songs on here that do sound a lot like fresh prince and jazzy jeff and then but there are also songs that sound like not wu-tang necessarily but that vein of conscious hip-hop and i mean we did we did do we do we did rock this house, didn't we, on the pod once? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, and that was a couple years prior to this. And but even like Will Smith, the longer the five or six albums he did, he did with uh, Jeff, he got more aggressive. He got more and more aggressive by the time they hit the last album. I think that was like the first time he said "fuck" 
on the on the album, and that was like a big thing. And then you know his own his own solo stuff, but uh, like even the whole the whole concept of of like Will Smith and this era of hip hop, the very vibrant colors, like the the outgoing kind of personalities, but kind of like inwardly shy, maybe like all of that stuff led to, to the formation of, of like conscious hip hop and like goofiness. But these guys are yeah. the beginning of it. These guys, if not started it more than like, like jungle brothers are the ones that kind of did it before them. But De La Soul really, really like drove it home. I feel like they perfected it. Like if you're playing volleyball and that person like throws the ball up in the air and that other fucking giant comes in and spikes the shit out of the ball. <laughs> Like like Jungle Brothers set it up, and De La Soul just fucking drove it home. Okay, that's, that's I I, a, that's I really I really would think like like Paul's Boutique, right? Paul's Boutique came out months after this, and the Beastie Boys mm-hmm. have said that they listened to this album like holy fuck, that is so good. We almost started Paul's Boutique over from scratch because that was so goddamn good. And Do you then, know what's 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 so weird about the whole Paul's Boutique and this record? Or really, I would say more than just this record than any of their other ones where, you know, Paul's Boutique had exponentially more um, samples than yeah, the Soul record. And yet, you know, that's become this like this powerhouse of a hip hop record and considered one of the greatest. And they never had the same. They had issues with 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 the samples and everything, but the copyright stuff, but nothing like De La Soul. Like, well, why is that? It could be a is couple a things. racism thing? Or that so there's there's a there's a couple different camps online. I think it's just because uh, BC Boys were signed to Capital at the time, right? They went from Def Jam and then went to Capital, oh, okay, yeah. and then Paul's Boutique yeah. was on Capital. Obviously, more money, more money behind it. Capital could already have the rights to some things, whatever they're True. sampling. Um, but yeah, like obviously, it, it could also just be like a like like a race thing. Like why why are these fucking white boys that used to be in a punker band now Def Jam? They put out that first album, License to Ill which is kind of like a jokey thing, but like Rick Rubin produced it and Rick Rubin had connections to like run DMC and stuff. So there's all that. Um, and then uh, I had a third thing too that I forgot what I was going to say. I got too, <laughs> I got too excited. Yeah, too excited. But I, I guess, I guess now that I'm really thinking about it, you know, the Beast Boys did have a, a hit, a huge hit record prior to Paul's Boutique. So they already had that clout, you know, De La Soul didn't have that. They They were kind of known in the scene like the underground scene, but it wasn't, I mean, they were nothing compared to B. I mean, I wouldn't say nothing. That sounds bad, but they were know, nothing compared wise, to the beastie boys. Like the, sales that, wise. Yeah. yeah. But like, so the third thing also was like trust, right? Tommy boy records, as opposed to even Def Jam at the time, like Tommy boy records, they're nobodies. Tommy boy thought that De La Soul was going to sell maybe a hundred thousand copies, be done, call it a day. But it was so revolutionary that they had no idea how big it was going to get. And so when, when you're a band like De La Soul, you don't know anything. You're kind of like, hey, dude, we have this new thing that we're doing, like this this sample stuff. Like, is it cool if we do it? And you're Tommy Boy Records. And like, yeah, why the fuck not? Like, because no one else has done it. There's this new water for everybody. Nobody knows what to do. And so De La yeah. Soul gives them the, the, the money. They give them the record. And they say, oh, yeah, let's put it out. And then Tommy Boy Records fucked it up. They dropped the ball hard. And then when all the sampling stuff comes in and they say, we do have to cut out for this. We do have to pay the people. They never did it. And they said, eh, fuck it. And then that's why, like, they did pay the turtles, like, millions of dollars. But they settled out of court for a lot less. But, dude, like, the t- fucking turtles. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it's not like this record sold 20 million copies, you know? It barely broke a million copies. And this is the only record of theirs that sold over a million. 
So it's not like they were. The, it, that's the weird thing too, man. They didn't sell a ton of records. But that's a Especially lot for it's a nobody lot. band. It's in a hip-hop. lot. It's a lot. But look, I mean, bringing it back to the Beastie Boys, the Beatsy Boys, Boys. License to Ill sold millions of records, and that was a debut record. Nobody knew about them outside of the punk scene. Especially, but don't I mean, and that's like, even they were on and Def that's even Jam, weirder. Though. When you're on that, Def Jam, true. No but matter it's even what, weirder, you have money. But it's even weirder that they came from the punk scene into the hip hop scene, and they exploded in hip hop. And they that got makes it a little bit taken weird. advantage of by Rick Rubin and everybody else in Def Jam. So, but Rick Rubin was like nobody back then. He was nobody back then. Like nowadays, we see him as this powerhouse of a producer and this huge music mogul. But in 1987, he was nothing. He was a nobody. Just like the guys from the Beastie Boys. I mean, that contract though, Beastie Boys never liked it. That's why they part of ways Rick Rubin pretty fast. Mm-hmm. But like to be fair, like Beastie Boys were one of the first recordings that Def Jam actually did release in the early to mid eighties, along with LL Cool J. Yeah. Wait, they didn't no, they did Run DMC as well, right? But like I think one of the if not the first release that Def Jam had was LL Cool J or the Beastie Boys. I think it was Cool J. I think LL LL came out in 86 and then I think that license still came out in 87 right yeah but like well <clears throat> I think LL Cool J had stuff I don't know it was 86 it had to have been earlier than that right no I think I think LL was 86 that first one I think well, so the one that we uh, have whatever. Is, is his second album the bigger endeavor the bad album yeah that's not his first he had another one before that no one. I know that I know that I think that one was maybe 85 I don't know but like it's, whatever. it's, it's but that one's also produced by Rick Rubin <laughs> You're such a hater of this guy, man. Because he's a little shyster. He just fucking takes people's money. Dude. That's all he does. He exploits them. He know he knows when it when he knows uh, when music sounds fucking good. Ass on the couch and just says, "Oh, hey, you're doing a good job there, buddy. Keep it up." <laughs> yeah, producers. I love how there's nobody in the middle with Rick Rubin. You either they either talk shit on him or they absolutely love him. There's <laughs> not never a middle ground with the guy. I. I I've 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 turned I've turned the page too with him too. I've I don't know why it started, but I've really <laughs> I disliked him for the past like, several months. He's becoming the new Feldy for you. Yeah, but I Feldy's still really never, like him. I, I I like Feldy. I I don't hate Feldy. I just I I just think he's 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 never been good enough to even like be in the conversation of of me hating him. But Feldy's done w- w- many more bad things than Rick Rubin ever has. Well, that's for sure true. But like Feldy owes his career to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Man, there's that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, back to uh, back to De La Soul. De La Soul. So, yeah. Do you have any stinkers on this one? No. No. Okay. So then, what's Stupid. your? Let, let's start with um, the song we already played, "Me, Myself, and I." Yeah. Let's jump into that. What, what do you have on this one? So like it was hard to do to do rankings. So I, I kind of did like my top five, then high B's, low B's. So, but this is this is a top five song on the album for me. I okay. I, this song is fucking fantastic. It's a song. It's good. <laughs> this is my so I have ten B's on on this record. This is my five B. It's good. So yeah, it's a great song. It's it's really catchy. It's probably it's one of the poppiest songs on the record. Um, and then you mentioned that that they hated the song. Yeah, right? hated it. But why though? Uh, I I think it was just because it got so popular and and the song I I, I think the song's kind of about. I mean, it's it's them taking pot shots and then getting labeled as hippies of hip hop and, and how much they hated it and kind of saying that yeah. we're more than that, we're more than just this. And I think uh, I think the, the the society at the time in general kind of was like, 
making fun of them. They're soft, right? Gangster rap coming up, super hard, and they're soft. And I think that's yeah. that's why they hated it. And they played it every, every fucking concert. But like like your 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 song, your uh, your one of your favorite songs, the Saturday Night one. Um, hmm. Fuck, what album was Saturday that? Saturday Night. Yeah, the the jams on Saturday Night from from De La Soul is dead. What? Yeah, you already forgot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. J- oh, J- yeah, oh, the, the yeah, roller oh, skating, yeah, oh. roller skating on Saturday or something like that. Yeah, that that became like a fan favorite because uh, yeah, roller roller skating on Saturdays, whatever it is. But like they'll they'll ask the crowd, or they did ask the crowd for many many years, like, hey, do y'all know what day it is? And the like the response, no matter what day it is, is Saturday, and then they would go into roller skating Saturdays, and like that was a fan favorite. But me myself and I, if they played it. They played it like real quick, hated it. Don't know why, because it's a fucking banger of a song. Um, but the song does rip off Jungle Brothers. Like, just straight rip really? it off. Like, the song Black is Black. Like, the rhyming style in Black is Black is the exact same thing they do here. Um, but they didn't hide it. Because they even used Q-Tip, who was saying on Black and Black, Black is Black, on the Jungle Brothers song. And the line that they say, hey, Q, and then he says, Black is Black. So they don't even hide it. So like that's how close these guys were, De La Soul, with Jungle Brothers, with Tribe, with Q-Tip, and that's that's the native tongues. That's how it was formed. Yeah, it, 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 they were all part of that collective. So I mean, that that makes sense. I mean, in the end, they're already sampling from other bands, so why not sample from another group in your collective? That's really what. It, that's all it is. Yeah, which is cool. It's it's fine. Um, Good which ball. I mean, th- I mean that whole thing. The whole Zulu Nation, all this stuff that that's kind of related within this, I think, is so interesting and so fascinating, which I eventually want to get into on this on this episode. But, um, we but could, yeah, no, we could we could do. Do you want to do you want to finish the song? Get in the native tongues. Do you want to do the Zulu Nation? What do you want to do? Uh, let's let's get okay. So so let's wrap up the song. Get into to to native tongues. Get into another song and then do Zulu Nation. And then go on from there. Sound good? Did you watch the uh, Did you watch the videos for these? I did not watch any of the videos. I just oh, didn't. <laughs> I just. Didn't get a chance to. Videos are good. Videos are good. They're just very, very lighthearted. Very, uh, this one's funny because it shows them in detention, like in high school. Cause, you know, they're still like 18 years old when this song's coming out or when this album's coming out. And they're getting bullied by doppelgangers of other big names in hip hop at the time. <laughs> so they're getting bullied by like, like Cool G Rap doppelgangers or like Run DMC doppelgangers of all these people. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny. But like nobody got mad because it was so goofy. It was so dorky. And like nobody cared. It wasn't malicious. Not at all. Like even even when you look at some of the diss tracks, or not even they're not even full diss tracks, but like you know, anytime they're 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 criticizing another MC, it's never serious. It's like oh you stink or you yeah. It's like never vulgar. It's always so. It's very elementary, which I thought was really funny. I thought it was well done because it's so easy to just say like fuck you, you're your piece of shit. You know, it's well, so I, easy to just be angry. So, so Pac did. Well, yeah, I would, and, I would, I, dude, Pac was like, he was something else. I would, I would never diss Pac. I'd kill you, he'll <laughs> die. You'd be dead. He'll be what, dead. What's the beginning of that one song that he did, where it starts out with, "I ain't trying to fuck your bitch, fat motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> like he was, straight up calls out, calls out Biggie. Isn't that Tupac? Yeah, that's that's Tupac specifically. Yeah. Called, that whole song, um, I think he's talking about Lil Kim in that one. Is he really? Oh, yeah, man. that's a uh, fucking. Uh, <laughs> I ain't got no motherfucking friends. That's why I fucked you, bit. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hit him up. Yeah. Let's hit him up. Is it okay? I mean, you know yeah. more about Tupac than I do, but yeah, dude, that that opening 
it's so like it's so vulgar and so offensive. <laughs> I ain't trying to fuck your bitch, you fat motherfucker. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I think I think he's talking about God Lil Kim damn. at that point. Oof, oof. Anyway. He was he was a uh, yeah, he was something else. Yeah, that's why he's he's not alive now. Well, well, well he might sure. be. You never know. He just went home, right? Like Elvis. Yeah. Also, um, let's see what else I got here. Uh, I, I I like I like the use of the Snow White's mirror mirror thing that concept throughout the song, mm-hmm. right? The mirror mirror on the wall. And that but that's how they're 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 setting up their rhyming style, their the rhyming scheme. Yeah, they're that's fun. Dude, they they have some they use some really great metaphors and and just the way they rhyme is really great. I think it's fantastic. But yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a top fiver easy. Yeah, definitely. All right, then uh, let's, let's jump into the, into the native tongues, the collective of uh, all these hip hop groups from the area. So it includes, you know, um, obviously the De La Soul tribe, Cog Quest, uh, Queen Latifah, Jungle Brothers, and then what was the Black Sheep, right? Yeah, there were a couple other ones, but I can't remember the, who they are right now. They're, those were like the the big ones for sure. Were Jungle Brothers, De La Soul, and Tribe. Those were like the big three, and mm-hmm. there was a bunch of like smaller ones, like you said, Black Sheep, and then. Um, there was some. There was one from uh, from the UK that I never knew until this week. But like Money Love, Money Love. Mm. I guess I she was know. like a like a DJ or something, or like a like a radio personality. Um, but she was also part of that too. Uh, okay. But yeah, it's it's it really started with. So with wait, De La Soul. Really quick, the Far Side were never part of this collective. I thought they were. The Far Side were kind of like, or they they were they were after this then, right? So like the Far Side's album dropping like ninety two, so you, so you could okay. say the Far Side is kind of like the cousin of of the Native Tongue movement because yeah. they were from the West Coast, they're from L A. They first they were around oh, since that's the late eighties. Right. They were from L A. You're right, you're but right. they they did not like have anything to do with the gangster rap era, um, even though they toured with a lot of those people. They they played like fucking Lollapalooza and shit. So so they <laughs> they they were in the scene, but they were more in line with the Native Tongues, but not. Not in like the conscious realm. They would just th- did they have a song called Your Mama where they just do Your Mama jokes the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. You know, what I mean? so like like record. they're not they're not gangster rap. They're not De La Soul. There's something different. Fucking and I, love, I, dude, I, I love the Far Side. And now that now that I think about it, um, I think the Native Tongues that 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 group kind of, I think it kind of dissolved around like 1993 anyway. So I guess that timeline wouldn't really add up. Right, I didn't didn't Trigoy say that in an interview? He said like like in 1993, yeah, it's like everybody's kind of gone their own way and they're doing their own shit, and it's like he just didn't care anymore. It ran its course. Yeah, and I mean it was it was just because now the native tongues made it okay in a in a in a bigger capacity to to do more deeper lyrics, more conscious hip hop. You don't have to be gangster rap, but man, the 90s was so fucking dominated by gangster rap. It was very, very difficult for for anybody to do anything. Like most Def didn't release his first out. The the black and bull size wasn't until late nineties, ninety nine, two thousand even. Yeah, it's yeah. like it was so fucking dominated by gangster rap, or even like we've talked about, like with Outkast. You know, they they put out like all these like crazy good records in the mid nineties, and they were just kind of brushed under the rug because they were not they didn't take a side. Yet they were still like playing these huge these huge crowd to these huge crowds selling a lot of records, but they just didn't have that same yeah. because they didn't take sides. They, they didn't get that same credibility until and, later. 
until and we, years and we, later. And we talked about them at the the, the source wars, right? Where he's like, "What the yeah. fuck? Like, we got something to say too. Like, don't fucking forget about us." Like that was yeah. the height of gangster rap, and everyone's like, "Who the fuck is this guy? Oh, this is the out, <laughs> this, this is the outfit that just sold a million copies." But you're too yeah, fucking exactly. focused on on East Coast versus West Coast. It, it was like it was like the reality show of the '90s, you know. Except people like were actually, like actually dying. <laughs> yeah, except people were actually dying. <laughs> like shit oh was actually God. real. You know, it was it was like <laughs> even more than real because like police were involved and there was yeah. all this fucking scandals. But but yeah, dude, ATLians, we did that one on the pod too. And that was that was what ninety five, ninety six. I think that was ninety five, ninety six, ninety six. I don't know, whatever. It doesn't yeah, matter. but that was their second out. They already had Southern Super Califragilisticexpialidocious before that. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, native tongues. Going back, we we'll go all day with this. Just yeah, going all these tangents. Native tongues. This is uh, so. Like as far as I read, native tongues started because De La Soul opened for Jungle Brothers, or played a show with Jungle Brothers, or were just at a Jungle Brothers show, and we're like, "Fuck, we really, really like what you're doing. We want to like do stuff with you. Like, do you guys want to come to the to the studio with us and see what we do? And maybe we can collaborate." And Jungle Brothers like, "Yeah, for sure." So like in like the mid to mid to like maybe '86. Jungle Brothers show up to De La Soul while they're recording in Manhattan, and they're both blown away by each other. They're they're rapping over each other. They're fucking doing stuff. So Jungle Brothers call Q-Tip. It's like two in the morning. They call Q-Tip over, and he comes over, and then that's how like the Native Tongues are formed. That's so rad. From what I read. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's so fucking rad. so cool. That's so amazing. <laughs> Good lord, it really is. And th- th- this is before so the Tribe didn't even release their first album until 1990. So this is this is three four so years it, yeah. before Tribe even released their first album. So like like Q Tip's already coming up in the scene. People already know who he is because you know he but also he was producer. doing stuff before Tribe though, right? I mean, yeah, he was, he was, right? He's a producer too, so he knows he knows yeah. like the production aspect of of hip hop. He's been doing stuff since since mid eighties for sure. And and you know this like doing ciphers in the park and stuff like that. These guys all know each other, and so Native Tongues is formed, and they're like, wow, this is really fucking cool. We could. We don't want to compete with gangster rap. We just want to be another alternative to gangster rap. And I think that's what made it so successful. That's what made fucking Tribe so successful. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, you had never really, I mean, because Tribe, I mean, yeah, it's kind of in the same, Tribe and, and De La Soul are kind of in the same vein, but Tribe was, they were so different from De La Soul. Like they didn't have that goofiness that De La Soul did. It was way more serious. And I feel like maybe that's why people latched onto it. Because it did have more of that serious element that gangster rap had, but it didn't have the ridiculousness of gangster rap. Yeah. Right? Is, is I, that fair to say? I think there's two reasons why people laughed on the tribe more. One is because it was just hard to get De La Soul shit uh, for, yeah, for so many years, so many decades. And two, like, yeah, tribe, low in theory, right? That one just doubled down all the jazz sampling, all of like yeah. the kind of lower end an elements. And, and just was like, yeah, let's just make it. Let's make an album that is for musicians, and then we'll just rap over it, and that's like low in theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's I mean, dude, that's that's one of the goats. That's goddamn, that's an one amazing of the best, album. Yeah, I love I love that record. Love my my variant of it too on vinyl. I VMP. Yeah, that's the one I got. And it sounds good. It's fucking great, dude. All right, um, let, let let's move on to uh, to our one Bs. What's your favorite song on this record, dude? Magic number. That's my favorite song. <laughs> That's my that's my favorite one too. It's so good. <laughs> it is, dude. God, if only they had taken out that intro. I love the intro. The intro like no, sets it up. Did the intro, intro like gets no. you in a good mood? 
It's just oh. it's goofy. It, it sets up this little game show thing. You're like, what the fuck is this? Like, why why am I going from like fuck the police and then listening to this? This is stupid as shit. And then it goes into magic number. You're like, wow, I get it. <laughs> I fucking just get it. I like that. It's a great. It's a great fucking. <sighs> so so you have that 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 drum loop that that old school sounding drum loop. Um, and from what I read, it says it's a sample from Zeppelin's um, song "The Crunch." But, it's a sample of a sample. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, because it yeah it doesn't sound like it, but but I I do love that just just that 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 kind of groove that old school drum groove. It just sounds so great, and you mix the you mix that with the melody of the song and that chorus, which is fucking beyond catchy. Some great scratching going on with the that the DJ's doing. It's a, it's a killer fucking song. It really it's, is. There, there's so I think there's like nine or ten samples. Um, it's like the website I use to see samples is is just called whosampled.com, and yeah. it'll it'll tell you. It, do you use that one? Do you ever go there? I've been I've I've used it a couple times, but I actually forgot about it this week. It'll tell you like who's who's who they think is the sample of the song in question, and then it'll give you timestamps and stuff. So it's 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 really I don't know it's really beneficial. It's really fun. Um, just a side note too, RTJ two, RTJ two, sampled this album like on four different songs on that album. Oh really? Yeah, a lot of fucking De La Soul, Three Feet High and Rising samples on RTJ two, RTJ two. I guess the only reason why I don't really think about that is because you know it's only been until recently that I really have listened to De La Soul, but whatever. I mean, this is th- this week has been the most I listened to De La Soul ever in my life. That's so, and you were so persistent. You were, you really wanted to do this for so long. Oh, so fucking excited, dude! I was so excited when they put it on the streaming. I was, I even <laughs> bought me the shirt from Hawaii. I was like, fuck yeah, I want that shirt. <laughs> like I knew exactly what it was, dude. I just for for a band that I don't even know that well, I, I was know, already right? in love with them. Already in love so with I, them. So, so you're on that who sampled it, whatever website. So on Genius Lyrics, on for this record, if you scroll down, kind of toward the bottom. It says the uh, the magic number of samples, and it lists all the songs that are sampled in this song. It's for the deeper cuts, though. The deeper cuts, like Change oh, okay. and Speak, the next song. Like, Genius doesn't... It does a good job, but, like, someone just needs to... I mean, I could do it because I'm on both things all the time. But someone needs to go in and, and just merge them. But, uh, yeah, anyway, what, what else do you have before we play Dude, it? Dude, they're sampling the Schoolhouse Rock. That's what's <laughs> know, happening right? here. <laughs> Oh my God! Hip hop is evolving in this in this way that is that is just like nobody knows what's happening, and I, like the, like the biggest the biggest thing I could just compare it to is N.W.A. because that dropped and it was it was shocking. It was it was it was the most punk thing anyone's ever fucking heard in their goddamn lives up until this point. And these guys yeah. sample Schoolhouse Rock, right? <laughs> Tipper Gore is probably like like what the fuck? How do I hate this? Fucking <laughs> stupid bitch. So I don't, yeah. Oh my God, Dude, school, who samples Schoolhouse Rock on a hip hop album? I know, I I get it, man. It's <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking fantastic. Oh, I love it so much. It's so good. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's play a little bit of the song just for you and I because we can, and then we'll jump into the lyrics. Sound good? User. All right, so here it is. Oh, I'm not even ready. Whoop. Uh, <laughs> whoop. The magic number from De La Souls. 
The magic number from De La Soul. That is a banger. Even just, what a fucking even, banger. Uh, the way that they're just rapping their flow, man. It's quick, it's fast, it's witty. It's, oh my God, dude. They absolutely fucking nailed it on this song. It's, it's unreal. It's, it's really like, it's really elementary. Everything about their <laughs> rapping style is very elementary compared to like today's standards. Like, what can I do to set myself apart? You rap like this today, and it's just, okay, this is, this is what you should already know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. this is not what people already knew, and and I don't know. I, I I think this is this is this is a great like like intro to the band, a great thesis statement. The way they're rapping, what they're doing with it, the samples they're using, and they're singing. Yeah, you're right. And they're singing. It's one of the few times on this record where they actually like sing like a really catchy hook like this. And it's one of the few times where you hear Mace Mace raps. That's, I, you're right, huh? Wait, he's, he's the DJ. Really? He's gonna rap. That's that's true, huh? DJs don't rap. Now that I think about it, yeah, he doesn't really rap. Mm-mm. And they have a lot of verses too. Few, few and far in between. And and like 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 Postinus and and, and Trugoy, they're pretty different in like what they do and how they do it. And and for being so early in hip hop, not not really like knowing how to I don't know differentiate from the two because besides there's really no other like duo in hip-hop at this time right like like no, chuck d had yeah. flavor flav and they weren't like flavor flav that's fucking not a rap. duo though yeah that's not a eric really b and rakim like one they weren't they weren't like a duo either like there was nobody really mm. going trading verses back and forth except for nwa but that's just a, a fucking that's a, that's that a posse was a group cut. though yeah, yeah. that's not i would say beastie boys would be the closest but that's not a duo and even they, even them, there's there's three of them, and all they do is all just fucking yell. It just happened to be their voices sound vastly different. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, all they do is just fucking yell. <laughs> Can't stand it. Oh my god, Beast Boys is so good. <laughs> yeah, mag- magic number. That's oh, that's man. my one B. God, I fucking love this artwork. Too. I love number. everything about it. Dude, it's that drum loop, man. That drum loop just god, catches you, man. Like instantly hooks you in. Dude, it's fantastic. Fucking fantastic. What, what do you have li- for lyric? What? Do, uh, whoa, oh, oh, uh, there, dude. Whoa, Slow down, there, whoa. brother. <laughs> what do you have for the lyrics on this one? I think I think this is a brag track, uh, but just in a very very lighthearted way, sort of like a statement about who the group is as as individuals and as a whole, introducing themselves. Yeah, yeah I, I I feel it's that uh, mixed with you know calling out the other MCs rappers out there only looking for fame, not caring how their message may be having a, a negative effect a negative effect on others and how what De La Soul are doing are is to educate people and send out positivity. So it's like it's just calling out the negativity in the music or in in hip hop world. That's what I think it is. Which is so While fucking also crazy, right? Because it's yeah. so early. It is, yeah. Man. Yeah, because nobody in hip hop was criticizing gangster rap. Everybody was like praising it. You know, within the community, we're praising it. Uh, and to have other 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 groups or MCs criticize it was pretty unheard of. I, I honestly, uh, nobody talks shit on, on NWA really. Because, dude, like NWA, that that album is is one of the greatest like punk it's albums great. of all time. No, it's, it's fantastic. 
if not the greatest punk album of all time, like like punk at heart, like just a f- complete fuck you to everything. And that tour, when they went on tour, every fucking city said, don't you fucking play fuck the police or we're going <laughs> to shut you down. <laughs> Do you think for sure one second they, they weren't going to fucking play that song? <laughs> every single venue. Come on. Yeah, can you imagine seeing NWA for that? Like, They only did like not even two tours, I don't think. Dude, I, I would, I would love like to that. see like... Like Public Enemy after it takes a nation that was that was that was a year before that was eighty eight, and then yeah. NWA eighty eight, yeah I would have loved to see either of those fucking bands, but really NWA I I think that they're just they're too iconic, way too iconic they did so little, god damn dude seeing the I mean it would be terrifying especially being white guys there, fuck yeah. we'd probably be killed, or at least get the shit beaten out of us. It'd be fun show though. <laughs> worth it um, <laughs> get crowd killed <laughs> like literally get crowd killed crowd killed at an NWA concert <laughs> hell yeah. yeah god we would stick out like oh man that'd be terrible but great anyway um, yeah the magic number do we have anything else on this one uh, that's it that's all alright so what's your uh, what's your 2B well, hold on there dude well, I gotta highlight this in red so I know we've already talked well, about it there okay. brother hold, Listen, you should have done this while we were talking but you know what it, you fucked up that's fine okay. just assume that you fucked up uh, I know you know you fucked up no I know is my second my 2B I know the ninth track I know <laughs> okay that's the song I know I know I know I know that's my it, that's my 3B that's good so what do you got uh, so first of all, that fucking sample is so great. Annoying, dude. This, this band called the Mad Lads. Have you heard the Mad Lads? I have not. No. Uh, it's a vocal group. Don't really care. I do love the name though, the Mad Lads. Because if you don't, of, if yeah, you don't do any research on it, like, are they upset? Are they pissed off? Are they? Are they? Are they English dudes who are really mad at something? I, I thought English too. I <laughs> I don't know. I think the Lads was was it? But no, they're lads. from like fucking uh, Midwest. I always think that with the word lads, I, I feel like that's like an English thing. Laddie. Like that type of thing? Laddie. Who says laddie? Skip doesn't I don't say know. laddie. I, I know a lot of English people that aren't named Skip. Actually, <laughs> I only I know, know one English none. person, and it is Skip. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I take it back. I, I do know I knew, do know a couple of English people. He's lying. But He's fucking English people. I, I, fuck, I, I do too. Fuck yeah, I've been to England. <laughs> I, I, I've been to English a couple times. <laughs> I've been to English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I know I know is my is my two B. Um, I just I like that sample, loud Chris hi hats, but like the yeah. whole fucking song is just some type of like <laughs> Mister Rogers sounding fucking thing, right? There's 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 just something very lighthearted and and innocent about this song. There's there's so much bass in that line, just like this nice wall of sound, and that mm-hmm. Steely Dan, dude, that Steely Dan fucking sample. <laughs> I don't I don't like Steely Dan still at all. I've come to appreciate them more. I know why people like them, but I still can't fucking stand Steely Dan. Yeah, I don't get it. But I don't damn, get them at all. That's a cool sample. <laughs> I love the whistling, the whistling sample in the verses. It's Otis Redding, then, babe boy. Dude, it it's so it's so nice. It, it it God, it's such a nice touch. It doesn't it doesn't drive the song, it's just a nice accent to the song. Um and then just that that is, are, so the Steely Dan is that that kind of melodic sample in the chorus, right? Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. So that is fucking fantastic. That baseline, that killer baseline underneath all of it. Oh, yeah, about it. It's fucking amazing. So is good. that Steely Dan too? 
No. No, that's, okay, I didn't that's, think so. That's, I think Steely Dan is only that. Yeah. I, I think you're right. But who the fuck is the bass line? I don't know. There's too many samples. It was tough to look it up, and we're not we're not cool enough to dive that deep. But um, also on top I, of it, this is like one of the smoothest raps on the entire record. Dude, Postinus. Their flow is Postinus. so good. Their flow is so good, man. Postinus. Postinus. The, the, the way, Postinus. These guys just look cool, too. Like, they're fucking style. Right. Like, yeah. like their like hair the, and everything makes is kind of overweight, but wears tighter shirts. He's kind of chubby. Like I fucking like that. Their goofy ass <laughs> hair, which they pioneered. Like that was their fucking style. That's their thing, dude. That's so. Which rad. it was upwards, but kind of tilted off to the left or the right. I yeah. guess when you're looking at it, and the other part was kind of like a chunk taken out of it. Dude, their fucking style is so. Deposit use his glasses. Like oh, if I, is. at some point in my life, I will have to wear glasses. I'm buying those type of glasses. <laughs> That's what I'm fucking wait, wearing. What kind of glass? Wait, hold on. I, just wait, big old kind of fucking things, wearing? dude. Wait, he's got like telescopes on his fucking face. Just big old things. <laughs> That's what I'm wearing. That's what I want to wear. Uh, of course, when I type in his name, is he doesn't show up with his glasses. Well, it shows him up now, bald and old. So yeah. <laughs> you type in 1989. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. What you know what I mean? No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying, no, I'm Tammy has those glasses. Oh, so sick. She, but she has the clear ones. The 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 clear frames. Oh, they gotta be dark black. Well, she get, wears them for work, so she doesn't have a, to wear like goggles at work. She wears she wears those glasses so she doesn't get like blood and shit in her eyes. I, I was actually just thinking today in my mind. I was thinking today when I was at CVS, I, I had to buy a fucking stapler. But I was thinking that it's funny <laughs> when old when old people call glasses their cheaters. <laughs> I've never heard that. One. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> fucking fuck. <laughs> at the bar, at the bar, like people come up to the bar and they like, give them the menu and they're like, oh, yeah, oh, let me get my cheaters. <laughs> oh my God, I've never heard that. <laughs> I love it so much. Old people are Holy so fucking fuck. funny. Old people are dope. <laughs> Old people are dope, but gross at the same time. But I will say, I will say, um, uh, this is like a love cheaters. song, right? This is like a love song. It, it's not like a typical machismo, hip-hop, misogynistic love song. It's more like a romantic-based thing, cutesy. Uh, but it's also kind of a battle between between Poss and True as to like yeah. who who can love this woman better. But dude, Poss News has such a Poss unique News. way of stringing together words, right? He says, he says, he says, now it's time to let this rhyme style get somewhat poured in the mold. Hold my hand and we'll pick my plan of daisies for a bouquet of soul that's good like that that right there that that's that's basic poetry that's basic there's nothing to that but the the plantation his rhyme style the way he's he's separating a word into two two different like syllables that's mm-hmm. fucking solid dude that is fucking solid that really is that's Hell like yeah. that's like fucking every time I look for you, dude. Mark and Tom, what they were doing in that song, <laughs> kind of the same thing. Finish each other's sentences. So good. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Dude, I love when these. But I, I like when people just split up words that just don't aren't normally split up. Or like, why would you split up a word anyway? I love it. <sighs> just to be different, really. That's what it can. Or if you're gonna try to rhyme something, that's God probably damn, that's why. good. Apparently, like like plug one and two worked at a mall together. And and they'd always hear that Steely Dan song over like the loudspeakers, mm-hmm. and they liked the song. Like, oh, that's a good fucking song. And then they would like you know like trade raps and stuff while they're working, the food core or where the fuck they worked. 
And that was like the start of them using that Steely Dan uh, chorus. That's what I read. That's super rad. So um, let's play a little bit of I Know and then uh, for you and I only because we're special. Um, and then I, I do want to, I, I kind of have a different thing on the lyrics, but, uh, but yeah, so let's play I Know from De La Soul. I know from De La Soul. I know, I know. I know, I know. So lyrically, I have on this one, um, I feel like this is this is the only song that goes in theme with the skits, the game show skits. I feel like this is like, um, what was it, Love Connection? Or maybe just the dating game from the 80s and 90s where where they had to like convince the, the contestant that they're the best fit to go on a date. So each member is trying to convince this girl that they're the best, um, and Ooh. yeah. So I, I, that's what I, I think. This goes hand in hand with with the game show skits. I like that even better. I so, like that even better. That's my thought on it. But otherwise, I yeah, like no, I, I think we both we both nailed it. Yeah. So that that's all I got for I know. Do you have anything else in this one? I know, I know you better. I also I, I went back so and listened good, to that dude. that Steely Dan song. It's still I did not like it. It's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, I get why people like Steely Dan. I just, I, I, Dad Rock at its worst. Meh. All right. So, what do you, uh, that was your 2B, right? Yeah. Okay. So, my, my 2B was Tread Water. Where does this one sit for you? Tread Water is a, I think my 3B or a top five. Hold on, okay. there, dude. Oh, it's my 4B. Once again, we're our top fives, man. We're kind of in sync here. They're just, they're too good seriously man so this so musically this has like that 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 really nice 70s keyboard loop um i don't want to say it's like a prog keyboard thing but it's not like a synth it's like between a piano i guess it's just a keyboard thing but i think i thought that loop is really good the bass loop is super funky with that and the drums um and the vocals in general are just really really smooth and then there's that like that that other sample that it's like it's i don't even know how to explain it like maybe like a sloshy water sound. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. So like the the only the only sample I think is in there um is by this 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 group called People's Choice. This this mm-hmm. band People's Choice, I don't know, some old fucking uh funk band from the 70s. But that's that's what you're thinking of that that uh I don't know about the sloshing, but the other one you said <laughs> which one? I said I said a couple things. The keyboard yeah, or the bass or what? Well, like, like, so there's there's a, there's the drum loop, which is like 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 the drum loop for a hip hop song was usually one sample, and then all the other instrumentals are usually different samples. So like mm-hmm. the the main like riff that you're hearing here is by that band People's Choice. The song's called "I Likes to Do It." I likes to do it, do it. Not that song. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> remember that song? No, that was a good song. I do remember that song. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So dumb. Oh yeah, I see that on their wiki. Frank Bun- Fr- Frank Brunson from uh, from that band. I don't think it's. Choice. I think it's. I like to move it. Move it. I like to. Move it, it is. I like to move it. Yeah. No, Treadwater is <laughs> a fantastic song. This is a it very is a really typical like golden era delivery, right? That specific pacing. That's very. Yeah. That's very much of the late eighties of hip hop. But goddamn, it it's so good. It's, it's a perfect way to go over this beat, and the song is just. Man, it's just so positive. Everything about it's so positive. It is. So much posy vibes. So many posy vibes. Dude, uh, because we all love that word vibage. vibes and it should be on the no no list. 
if it's not already. But what if um, you say posy vibes? <clears throat> eh, only because it's done in like a sarcastic way. Yeah, but if, um, you put, if you put posy before vibes, it's okay because posy's <laughs> so fucking stupid. It is. <laughs> very um, froghouse, honey's and beach sounding. Right? Yeah, it kind of is. Uh, speaking of frogs, uh, he talks about a frog in this one. Um, so I, I, I do like the metaphors that he uses, um, in the lyrics and how they're so, so really the song is about confronting your fears, confronting things that make you uncomfortable, give back to your community, do things that, that are out of your, your comfort zone. Really? That, that's what it's about. It's about doing things out of your comfort zone and the way that they tell it in this, in this, I almost said game in this song is, um, is using metaphors like talking to like like animals like it's, it's very like disney-esque you know walking around like like fucking snow white walking around the forest you know talking to the different animals <laughs> yeah. and shit like that you know which is funny because you already did mirror mirror on the wall early uh, right? on so they must love snow white who knows that's ah, one of the worst disney movies it's not yeah it's not that great uh songs are good though songs are good whistle yeah. while you work that's a fucking banger dude that's a good one um, but uh, yeah, anyway, tread water. I, I, I do, I do like the message in this one. I feel like it's, it's very positive. It's, and it's just really well-written. Honestly, it's a really well, it's probably the, the best written song outside of the Limerick one, which is just, it's so silly that it's good. Um, but this is outside of that one. This is like the best written song. I, I, I think it's fantastic. I like or it too. Lyrically, like, I, I mean, not, I, not music, but lyrically. I like that all of the animals are kind of just like happy to be alive. They're happy just like things are just going their way. Like the fish, he's just like, dude, I'm fucking just happy. Like my water's clean and yeah. I'm not on the menu. Like I'm just happy to fucking, I'm just happy to fucking be here. Yeah. And then it's a cool, that's, a, that's like a cool, like let's take a step back, breathe in, take a moment, enjoy your surroundings. Kind of like the Carpe Diem before that got really big in like the, the 2000s. Well, well like bringing it back to the fish part, I mean, that, that whole verse, you know, it's about, you know, he's talking to the fish and then he talks to the monkey. So the fish is like, it, it, the fish is grateful to be alive, to have fresh water, to be clean, all that kind of stuff. So be grateful for what you have. And then it goes into the next part of that verse where it talks about meeting up with the monkey who's, who he describes as like, as disabled and unable to get what he wants because of that disability. So this is you giving back to your community, helping yeah, out people that are less them. fortunate than you. And I do the message. Is I got so, you. It's so I got good, you. Dude. The message I do. This song was, this song was so good. The message was fantastic. It really yeah, the, was. And God, the, the wordplay that they used was amazing. It was so fucking amazing. I, I, this is one, this, these are my favorite lyrics on the whole record. They're just without they're, a doubt. They're so dude. They are. They that's like the best way to put it. Just so posy vibes. Yeah. It's just. It's but so not happy. Cheesy. It's not all. cheesy, man. Yeah. It's the wordplay that 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 just makes it that makes it endearing. That makes it lovable. I guess is is if that's a if that's a right word. But yeah, it's it's the farthest thing from cheesy. And I like it's, that. It's just well written. I, I like that phrase like tread water. Right. Why like why are you treading water? Are you are you are you treading water because you just you trying not to drown as fast or are you treading water because sometimes like it's okay it's okay to just be unproductive sometimes it's okay to just be in the middle treading water treading water is a very it's a very weird concept well i so i i viewed the the title as like always like always be trying like always always putting yourself or like 
like oh, always I like putting your, like it's it's always trying because when you're treading water you're trying to stay afloat and and the the the, the meaning of the song is to always help others to always to try See? Look to at do you something. tonight. Look at you dude, tonight. I try, man. I try. But that's what I got. That's I that's what I'm saying, dude. I think this song is oh, the best thing so good. that they've done lyrically. I really hands down. It it's it's by far the best lyrically. Not the best musically, but lyrically. It's it's amazing. Yeah, this is a banger. Yeah, through and through. I love it. So, I mean, do we need to play it? <laughs> I, think, I think we've kind of exhausted it. That was, uh, your, that was your 2B? That was my 2B. So, well, 2B. You, <laughs> yeah. so what's your 3B? Uh, I probably should have scrolled there before. Oh, there. Well, this is fun. Blah, 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 blah. Having a blast. Oh, change in speak. Change in speaks. That's my 6B. So what do you got on this one? Uh, very funky beat. I mm-hmm. like this one because the beat's allowed to like breathe a little bit. Like they 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 found like a good way. So like also what I was reading about like the way they're they were doing this, um, because it's kind of weird if you think about the group, two MCs and one DJ. We began down with no delay, Beastie Boys. <laughs> they have two MCs. They have a a, a DJ and they have a producer. Yeah. So you think like, well, what's the difference between a fucking DJ and a producer? Like, why is Prince Paul there if they have Mace? Uh, so like in the recording studio, God, this is like this era of fucking music is so cool. Just these guys were just digging constantly, just fucking digging through records, going to record stores, digging through hundreds and hundreds of records a day and just like pulling stuff out. Like, Oh, remember that fucking guy that did that one song? This is his other album. And I, that's just so cool. So they're like in the studio, they're bringing albums together. They're, he was like, Hey, Prince Paul, check this out. They would say about their real names. They like, Hey, Hey Paul, check this out. Check out this beat, or take out this this this, this just this drum part, this drum part, and principal like that's super cool. I like what's happening here, but listen to this one that I found. You like this one, and this was like their day of just going through, just trying to find a drum beat, and like that's yeah. that's what I like. And so when you hear a song like this, where they're they're like the culmination of all of them coming together, and then picking the perfect bass part, guitar part, beat sample. And now they're letting it breathe. They're letting it go out. Say, hey, we found this for you, everybody. Listen to what we found because it's super great. And a lot of these like R&B artists, like, I would never fucking listen to. I would never even heard of them until I would listen to like hip-hop. And that's what got me into like a lot of R&B is because a lot of hip-hop artists would sample it. Like fucking Ramsey Lewis, for instance. I would never listen to Ramsey Lewis had it not been <laughs> a lot of the hip-hop artists that we talk about on the pod do it. So yeah, I like that they're letting the beat just kind of go off. And the guitar riff is what does it for me on this one. And the band's called Simon. Simon. This is British funk band from the seventies. But yeah, man, never that, heard of them. That fucking guitar, dude. That 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 guitar line is just—it's unreal. It is unfucking real. And I can just—I'm putting myself in their position and and just thinking, like, it's so cool. Just go to the record store. You spend ten bucks. Come home with like thirty records. And you listen to all of them, right? With your with your boys, you're smoking and drinking, fucking around. And like, wait, stop, <laughs> put the needle up, right? Because there's no rewinds. So you put the needle up, drop it yeah. again. That guitar part, I like that. And then that's you put it into a song. <laughs> God, so dude, that's so sick, cool. Dude. I love it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> or there's, it's like that that one dude on. I mean, on TikTok that I follow. I think I've sent you a couple of his videos. 
he does a kind of kind of like um like electronic hip hop that I don't really care for too much, but I like his I like his videos because I like how he searches for the beats. But he does that same thing. Like he goes to record shops and and he'll search for, for like random singles or even like full length records. Like he'll go to like bargain bins and try to find like the perfect sample. He'll give himself like three records or three singles or whatever it may be, and he has to find a, a sample from that to build a beat around to build a beat around and he does it it's it's just super fucking rad man i, I, honestly, I think that, I, that whole idea is so rad i think like hip-hop gets shit on a lot especially with the sampling because it's like well you're not creating something unique you're just taking somebody else's shit but like realistically these guys that are digging this often and some of the bigger names in, produ- in production like, these guys have listened to more music than than most normies most most muggles oh, yeah. have listened to their entire fucking life Totally, like, because they're, like, they're hitting up all these different genres and all kinds of shit. And, and they know the exact type of beat they want. They know ex- the, exactly the type of sound they want from the guitar. So, like, guitar tones before the production was a huge thing. Like, they know the exact type of sound they want from a certain thing. Like, they know oh, yeah. what they're looking for. They know music more than most people do. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's Not way, us, more, com- it's way more complicated than, than people give them credit for. Yeah. Totally. But, uh, but no, yeah, change and speak, uh, you know, it, it's that for me, it's that, that trumpet sample. I mean, it, it's just so simple. It's like one, a couple notes. It's nothing complex, nothing crazy, but it's just, it just kind of sits there and just plays and plays and plays, but it kind of brings, it draws your attention back every time that note hits and that bass loop is fucking killer on this one too. Musically, that, that's, that's what I'm talking about. But um, overall, the song is really great. I don't think the lyrics are too deep, but um, I mean, should we just get? Should we do? We, do we even want to play the song? That's okay. I I I like I like the rhyming scheme here. It's a specific song that I think one hundred percent influenced. Can I kick it? Yeah. Like the way the way uh, can I can I kick? It's called identical rhyme, right? Because you're 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 rhyming words with itself. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 what I mean, it is. It's, it's so weird. <laughs> but like I mean, the se- the second verse, literally the end of every line is step. At least with with the first verse, like they're they're trying to 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 mix it up a little bit with like soul sold uh, console shoe soles new like they were trying but to even, mix it up. But that second like, verse, man, nothing. even even plug two even him rhyming everything with step which which again is a you can rhyme a word with itself it's called identical rhyme i looked it up there's a a thing online i looked it up okay everybody (laughs) okay that's fine it's not that easy you can't just he's you can't just rhyme a word with itself and make it easy he doesn't like nine or ten times tell a story you have to tell a story exactly you still have to tell a story each line still has to mean something on its own but still keep in line with with like the stanza with whatever it's verses. Yeah. And I, I, I think, I think his is the best on, I, th- I think that whole like soul step, one step, next step, big step, back step, half step. Like that's fucking unreal. That is so goddamn good. That is so cool. I yeah, love it. I agree. I'm, I'm, I I'm fucking totally love it. But, but I do think this, this, their, their pattern, how they're rhyming directly influenced. Can I kick it by tribe? I can see that. Yeah, I can see it. So there we go. But like, I, <sighs> The second verse from 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 uh, from Trugo is actually my favorite on the whole album too. The whole step thing, just yeah, because yeah, it's literally the same fucking word. 
It's kind of it's kind of genius. It's kind of genius. Right? It is. It's 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 like wow, that's so cheesy. But then you 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 keep thinking about it. And wow, that's not. That's actually like genius. That's fucking fantastic. It's so much I mean, better than I would have thought. It, it's it, what it is. It's it's the ad the adjective he uses prior to step. I mean, yeah. Oh man, it, it's like one one step, next step, big step, back step, half step, last step, footsteps. So, so fuck, like, I had this in my notes. But what <laughs> it's are you so fucking sick? <laughs> what you just said? What does that sound like? What is that going back to? Red, like one step, two step, red step, blue step, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish type of thing. What is Doctor Seuss? Doctor Seuss? Yeah, I was yeah. Gonna, okay, yeah. <laughs> Dude, full circle, right? To like the like mm. dumbing it down to like childhood thing. Schoolhouse Rock, Doctor Seuss. That's very Doctor Seuss. But like Doctor Seuss was a, was a genius. I, I agree, man. He was great. I don't even know if Doctor Seuss was a, was a person. Was that was he a person? No, he was a person. Yeah, I mean that's not his real name. I don't think it was his real name. Oh, I don't know. I literally know nothing about Doctor Seuss. But he he was a real person. Except I have a fuck ton of his books in my in my my library. His, <laughs> his real name is Theodore Seuss Geisel. Oh, that is ugly. <laughs> he was born in 1904. Damn. Yeah, 1904. Died in 1990. Yeah, didn't people hate Doctor Seuss like, like a year sorry. ago or two years ago or something like that? Right now, currently, the, his uh, his a lot of his books are being censored. I think in the UK, maybe not here in the states yet, but at least in the UK, for what? Um, for saying fat and um, big or something, or no, for saying fat. So they're replacing the word fat with big. It's like things like that. Are you are you, uh, but, are you rhyming or you said fat no. and that? Oh, oh, was it? Did I really say fat and that? No, Cat in the Hat is well. Yeah. Actually, I think about think about it now. I think maybe a few years ago he was. I think there were some rewrites too because I think there were some like um, like racist things like about I think Asian people or something, something like I, I don't. Remember oh, I can see exactly. that. He's from fucking nineteen oh two or whatever the fuck he was. I'm sure he's racist. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so like, there's even like a little article on on his wiki saying World War Two era work. So I guarantee you, he probably really goes after the Japanese culture and I'm sure that's not very uh appropriate yeah, that's what, nowadays. That's so. what sold books in nineteen forty. Yeah, I mean it's called propaganda, baby. We all do it. Musical um, the musical. That was a dumb musical, man. I don't know why people like that. I don't get it. You love it though. <laughs> Ugh, cuck over here. Are you just ans- asking me a question and giving me the answer? Is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I hate when people do that. I hate yeah. what I no, what good. I hate Solid. is when people Ask themselves a question and then they answer it. Do oh. you like that musical? Yes. Would I watch it again? Yes. Oh, I hate. Oh, it bugs me so much. <laughs> and Mike was doing it to me on, when we were in Arizona. I think he was doing it intentionally, knowing that I don't like it. But I don't know. I still can't tell. <laughs> but dude, I hate, I hate when people ask themselves questions and then they answer themselves. It's just it's, it's so it, annoying. It, it's it's unnecessary. It's a cheap way of getting out of like a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like instead of stating a fact, like I like Susical, the musical. Let's do discuss. I like Susical? No. Yeah, when you when you do that, then it's just like you're just getting out of a conversation. It's, cheap. it's just it's just a lot of words that don't need to be there. You know, words, right? Words are like bullets. Words are words, man. What's what's, what's 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 anyway. more bees? What's more bees? Give me more bees. More bees. There's so uh, many bees. My, my 4B, Janifa taught me. Janifa taught me. Derwin's Revenge. You like that song? 
Yeah, it's my five B, baby. It's my last okay. of the Bs, and then I just started just doing like, fuck it, this is a B, this is top five, even though I have more than five B. Bs, I guess. Honestly, our our Bs have really matched up. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm surprised you actually have a good opinion this week. I have the best. Because last opinions. week you were a shit show. Last week you were a shit show. Anyway, um, what was last week? Bleeding through. Oh my god! You were, you were so you were oh you were the fussiest. God. You were the fussiest. I've heard you in Good in a long Lord. time. Talk about a waste of a week. <laughs> You're so dumb. Talk about <laughs> ten hours. I'll never get back. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> All right. So this song reminds me a lot of a Fresh Prince song. I mean, straight up, just the the his their vocal their vocal cadence. Everything is straight up Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff. The drum beat has that kind of like. I think it's like a syncopated, maybe I'm using the wrong term, but like a syncopated thing um, that a lot of groups were doing at the time, like in the late 80s, which kind of made me think of Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff. Um, Overall, I I thought the transitions between the verses and the choruses with the scratching were fucking solid. The only thing that that was really kind of weird and completely unnecessary was that that piano break halfway through. Chopsticks? it made no sense. I mean, yeah, but it just it, come on, dude. It was so unnecessary. Like it, you could have transitioned a little bit better than that. Than yeah, just drop yeah, it. It's, it's this is all uncharted territory. How do we? How do we do everything we want to do in one song? I don't know. Just do it, and this is what happens. Yeah, there's no there's <laughs> no transition song, here. It's just janky and fucking weird. It's endearing though. Huh? <laughs> like chopsticks. Fuck, it's ugly. <laughs> like chopstick is what everybody fucking plays when they see a piano. If you can't play heart and soul, you play chopsticks. And most of the time, the piano is probably not tuned, and chopsticks sounds like shit when you play it on an untuned piano. And people I mean, don't even know how to play actual chopsticks, so honestly. yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh man, I don't I don't play chopsticks on the piano because I can play heart and soul, and that's the only real song that I know. So, oh okay, all right, I, I graduated. I can, play, I can play Bach, but that's fine. I guess you can get there someday. You can spell Bach. Well, B O C K, right? Yes. Got him. <laughs> 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 oh damn. Okay. Oh, yeah, uh, what it. song are we talking about? We're talking about Jennifer. Oh, Jennifer. That Jennifer. Jennifer, don't live here no more. What's that song? Shaniqua, don't live here no Shaniqua. more. Shaniqua. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It sounds the same. like rhymes, right? Jennifer, Shaniqua. Kind of rhymes. We don't anyway. live here no more. Who did? Who, what song was that? Who was that by? <sighs> I don't know. That was I by some band it. that who gives a fuck about. Is Shaniqua there? Hell no. <laughs> who is that? Hold on, I gotta look it up real quick. Shaniqua don't live here no more. Shaniqua don't live here no more. Is Shaniqua there? Hell no. Yeah, a little T and one track mic. That's who it is. I don't I remember. Never would have fucking guessed that. Yeah, little T and one track mic. What the fuck? What year is that? I don't even know what year that is. I had it in like early 2000s. 2001. Oh, I was Wait, no. Barely 2000. Yeah, it's 2000. 2001. Fuck. I, wonder, oh, I thought that song vinyls. was like early 90s. Okay. No, it's right. still like hip hop. It's still hip hop sounding and still kind of like getting into the, the pop punk realm, I think, if I remember the song correctly. Yeah, but I still, I thought the song was, I thought the song was way old. I don't know. Whatever. I'll buy the single. I I would actually buy the single too. (laughs) (laughs) Like a 12 inch single or like a seven inch? 
Uh, I prefer the seven inch. Eh. Yeah. Anyway, come on, dude. What are we talking about? We're talking about Janifa. We're, just, we're, we're going off the rails here. Yeah, Janifa Tommy, no mo. Um, yeah, what, what do you have musically on this one? I, I think this is very this is very Run DMC sounding. Think like mm. it's tricky. That's what this song reminds me of. That's what this song I think sounds um, like. Again, that eighties golden age of hip hop sound. But it's just fun. It's fun. I, I I like the interlude. I like the chopsticks. I like that it plays and then drops back into like the main the main thing there. I think it's goofy. Yeah. It's janky. It's uh it's showing it's showing kind of like where where Prince Paul came from. And then if you know like where he goes after this, it's just kinda of like, wow man, he's like one of the goats and he's like one of the greatest producers of all time and it's fun to think that he thought that sounded great at the time. So it's it's cute. It's endearing. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, so, so what do you have lyrically on this one? I, I, I like the lyrics on this one a lot, too. I think this is a song about a girl that they had interactions with, um, as, I guess, as, as they see it. Either they, they liked her or they didn't like her or they thought she was a hoe, but without saying that word. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of funny. They didn't say it, but they alluded. No, maybe. A, they, they, they called her like a garden duel. Yeah, garden duel, yeah. And then not, she's not a shovel or is there a rake or we all know what she is yeah or what they're trying to say i don't know what she is but but, but i think i think they use this so like what i also like about de la soul is they use a lot of words that they made up just for each other um and, and they use those words throughout their raps and so like if you don't know what those words were if you weren't in their circle you know what the fuck it is and i mm-hmm. think like uh what's buddy like like the song buddy they call it like like hot bodies buddies. Like that's funny. Yeah, yeah. That's cute. That's 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 cool. Um, but I think I think Jenny, I think they call girls Jennies, but like girls I couldn't I, I, I think they call girls Jennies that they don't wanna be with, but they think are attractive enough and maybe after like eh, after maybe like a night of drinking they could hook up with, but I think that's what they think a Jenny is. Yeah, it, it was kind of tough with some of this stuff. But I, I, I just like that they use their own made-up vernacular within their own raps. I do like it too, but it does make it confusing for the, or it's kind of tough for the, the listener. But it ties into like, let's make music for me. Let me do True, me. True, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, what lyrically I have on this one, I feel like, they're they're all kind of going after this one girl um and they're all kind of infatuated with her and then they they finally get their chance with her and then they they get down and you know things are fun and then by the end of the song they realize wow she's you know she kind of she's a homie hopper she sleeps around which is well, yeah it's fine that's cool, whatever that's fine that's cool i mean I, I mean a lot of people fucking do it but i mean back in this day that was um that was kind of Made it made a girl look slutty at the time. I mean, that was that would that's that's a big critique of hip hop in general. Is that's true? Homie yeah. Hopper itself is 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 yeah. Like why 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 is it not okay for a girl to do it, but a guy that does is a player, right? Right. I mean, even even people we know. I mean, the girls that we that we've known you know over the years when they've done this kind of stuff, it's like oh man, dude, she's like, oof. But then yeah, another guy will do it, and it's like oh yeah, that's cool whatever yeah it, it's i mean even 
10 years 10 12 years ago when we were partying a lot that's kind of how it was with everybody no it's there was there was one in particular that that everybody knew <laughs> but like but like Not realistically to names yeah but we knew but it, like yeah. realistically everybody else was trying to do that it was just that that's why we went out like that's why we went to parties and stuff was to try to do that <laughs> but when they own it it's it's now like a negative thing it's different yeah, yeah. it's weird it's it's a weird um dynamic really i guess is yeah. that a dynamic yeah i go i would mean, say it's, it's a dynamic yeah yeah anyway i don't know sure. I, I think that's what the song the song is about um okay, okay. so what do we, do we want to talk about any other songs do we want to wrap it up what do you think dude i got i got potholes in my lawns a b say no go is a b well, buddy is a b okay Okay, I got pot, potholes in my lawn is my seven B. So that's a good B. We've talked about all my my first six Bs already. So let's jump into that. What do you got? <laughs> so like potholes in my lawn is is fun because you you hear you hear two things right. You hear Jews harp and then you hear yodeling. Yeah. What in the <laughs> fucking shit? So I'm 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 searching over this this uh, this who sample dot com site. And I'm like, who the fuck did this? Like, what what R and B group? Did a Jews harp and what R and B group did yodeling, and the answer was was one and it was it was Parliament, in the same fucking song. Mm. And I, okay. I just I just like I we both like Parliament, both like Funkadelic. The seventies yeah. era of that stuff is just so goddamn fun. It's so pure, it's so exciting, but it's the same song. It's just, yeah, it's, Jews it, harp it's the and same yodeling, song, but pure positivity. But like the Jews harp and yodeling is sampled from one song. It's not two different songs put together. Yeah, little like Parliament, country boy. Parliament did one fucking song that had Jews harp and yodeling from 1970. It was like the first album. <laughs> like how you your first fucking album as 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 this like funk band and there's a Jews harp and yodeling. I don't. I don't. It's pretty fucking it's, sick. It's it's unreal. I although I would have liked a little bit more of the yodeling. I I do love my yodels. Um. So it would have been cool if they use, if that was it was more prominent in the song. But otherwise, I, I I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I, I'm a sucker. Is, is, I'm a sucker for the vibraphone. I'm a sucker for yodeling. Um, those yodeling really is that thing things. that like that like I, I think maybe we we like it more for two reasons. One, because we grew up in Southern California, and on the Matterhorn, it was always they always played yodeling music. <laughs> And then, like, we yeah. went to Europe, and there was a lot of, like, yodeling and stuff that we that we kind of, like, engrossed ourselves with in that culture for that brief period of time. But but when we were over there, it was, it was a to- the yodeling thing was a tourist thing. Like, people that lived there didn't like that shit. It was nobody all for likes the tourists. It. They even told us that, too. And, but whatever, I don't give a fuck. It's fucking sick. It's it fucking is, so it's rad. fucking cool. But it can get super annoying pretty damn fast. <laughs> It can it can overstay its welcome faster than it <laughs> than it can warm up to you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, listening to more than like fifteen twenty minutes of it is uh, can be a little much. But like, I don't that, know. That's that's not like the early like Jimmy Rogers, the yodeling cowboy. He's been doing it. To, true, was doing it in the twenties, thirties. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I I think that was just that, that's just crazy. And the Jews harp do that. Blah 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 blah. And you stick it in your good. mouth and you flick it. Blah 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 blah. So I came into like the that. record store like a, like a month ago with a Jews harp in his mouth, and he was like blah 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 all over the record store. And I was like, dude, is that a Jews harp? And it, even just saying the words just sounds weird. I don't know. It, it sounds, just sounds yeah, it sounds weird. it sounds racist, but it's not. And I was like, is that a Jews harp? He's like, yeah, check it out. Bought it on Amazon for like eight dollars. Blah blah. But his girlfriend's like, I fucking hate it. I'm like, dude, I want one now. 
just so you can walk around your house and annoy everybody. Blah, 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 blah. God, it's so cool. But yeah, who uses that in a fucking hip hop song? That's not that's not tough. That's not edgy. That's not gangster. Love it. Love it. Oh boy. Oh boy. Hey, I'm I'm with you. I, what's also cool about this song is that it, it, it's kind of a slower song that kind of trudges along with that that just awesome groove that like it's it's not it's not an upbeat song but it has that like something that like a rock song would have like the 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 way it it progress the song progresses and moves along is very rock based which is something that they they don't really do on this record which I thought was cool but yeah it's good man it's a good song it's a good one and then lyrically i mean this is this is just kind of like a metaphor for like you know bad rappers um yeah, like the, the suck the, mc track <laughs> yeah it's a diss track it's really what it is but the metaphors are are really sick man i i think classy once again a little bit the elevated. lyrics are great they nail it yeah. absolutely nail it say no go that's another b for me that's another one that what is that that's the next song right yeah the next one yeah say no go that's not a bait that's not a bay it's not a b well, for that's not me. a bay a bay okay that's fine it's funny because like the the main guitar riff in this is is from a, a group called Detroit Emeralds, um, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit sped up. But uh, um, what's funny is that Easy E also used the same exact sample in his song Easy Does It, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna break it down just to tell a little story straight out the block from the Giza category. During that part right there is when you hear that sample, the same sample from this one. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wait, which one came out first? Wait, which one came out first? Uh, I think it was just about like the same fucking time. If not, Easy may have came out like months before. So it could have been accidental, which seems weird, but could have been. I mean, the East Coast and West Coast, like it, it would be weird <laughs> that it'd be, it'd be a big coincidence, not a small coincidence, a big coincidence. But they weren't. But also, this group were not embroiled in the that whole east coast west coast thing so no but like they 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 listened to nwa and they they were keeping up with hip-hop yeah true and like get a boys had already thrown out a record and get boys aren't from the east coast or west coast from fucking houston (laughs) i thought they were from florida no i'm thinking of um two life crew did you snap Um, again i did i snapped you hear that again uh, so now, now this song is like a more serious track musically. The way they're rapping, it, it's it's more serious, and that goes that goes along with the lyrics. I mean, the, the lyrics are about really the crack epi- epidemic of the '80s, which was a huge fucking thing, um, and just how you know it was so bad that even people like pregnant women were doing it, and they 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 make these they kind of like tell us not tell a story. They, yeah, they kind of tell a story of like you know. Even pregnant moms are, or pregnant women are, are are using it's the drug is so addictive that they're using it and they're 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 giving the drug essentially to their kids and it's creating this this vicious cycle of drug use and it's just, it's just talking about how it's destroying the entire community, the crack ep- epidemic. Yeah, it's it's probably one of the more it's definitely one of the more serious songs on the whole record. Yeah, it's kind of sad. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's kind of out of character. It is really actually out of character for them on this album. But anyway, that, that's what I got for Say No Go. Okay. And then Buddy. The Buddy's the last one I want to talk about. And then and I'm good. Okay. Buddy is my AP. Buddy's good uh, because this is this is a posse cut, as 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 they mm-hmm. call them in the in the hip hop world. Um, this is definitely one of the better posse cuts of all time because you actually have a posse here, right? Like. 
Like, Wu-Tang had a lot of posse cuts, but there was, like, fucking nine people in that band. I know, right? So, so like, that's is that really a posse cut? If if you just have everybody in your band just rapping? Whatever. Um, but this this song, this song happened because De La Soul, like, that whole Jungle Brothers thing that I mentioned earlier, this is the song that became of that, that epic night, right? When Q-Tip came over, and this is the song that became of that. This is the song they wrote. This is the song. I don't know if they recorded it that night. But this is a song they 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 made up that that fateful night of of the native tongues um, birth, and I think that's that's really cool. And that's I think right, this is yeah. and like even NWA NWA has a lot of posse cuts, but there's like fucking five or six guys in there sometimes, and that's not that's not a posse cut. A posse cut has to be other people coming in, like Kanye when he when he when he for uh, Nicki Minaj for My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, um, and then Jay Z was in it too. Like that that song Monster, yeah, it's great. Like song. That's like that's I mean that like even her like she has said that that's one of like the things that catapulted her career to the next level. Like that's that is, a posse cut. That that's the best thing Nicki Minaj has done, and I I really like Nicki Minaj, but that is hands down that's the best the best verse she's song. ever done. That is yeah. such a good song. Oh but yeah, no. so so like this buddy is a, is a killer thing. Everyone's got their own little thing, but they're kind of like goofing on each other. It's fun. It's great. Um, but like, this is, this is the beginning of the native tongues here. This is it. This is, this is what put him on the map. Call it. You're right. I and it. and I what, I, what I like about this one too, is that, you know, Q-tip is on this Q-tip has Q. Wow. I fucked that one up. Whoa. Q-tip has a very unique voice and it's very, very smooth. I mean, we talked about it on the tribe, on the tribe episode, but, um, hearing that, that smooth voice, um, going along with the guy's, in De La Soul, it was so cool, man. It was so good. It, it adds such a different dynamic to the to the bit to the group. Honestly, like God, if Q-Tip was in this group, it would have been so sick. It would have been so fucking sick. He, I love his voice. He's 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 fucking awesome. Um, and then you know it, this. All in all, this is kind of like a nice jazzy kind of song with that kind of fretless bass sample. Super fucking solid. And yeah, like you said. The the whole the whole posse thing, the whole posse coming in, it was it's so fucking great. But I mean lyrically, this one too, this is like kind of an overuse of inside jokes and phrases and all that kind of stuff. Which is cool, but I mean it, like if you don't know the lore, it's um eh, it's kinda kinda whatever. But whatever, it's music for them. But yeah, you gotta fuck. you gotta like respect the fact that these guys are just like this this song, this if you don't know nothing about De La Soul, nothing about hip hop, nothing about anything, and you listen to it, this is like, what the fuck is this about? This is stupid, dude. This is just a bunch of bros hanging in a room, goofing off. Yeah, probably yeah. high or drunk or fucking around for two days above. straight. You're it's right. Fun. It's just, fun. and I like, I like that the song is called Buddy. <laughs> That's just, I mean, it says it all right there. Yeah, it says it all right there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's all I got on on this song. So, got anything okay. else on this one? No, that was that's that's all I got for the song. I I I got notes, but I'm out of bees. Really? Okay. Like true that's bees. Fine. Yeah, I mean, I I went through my top eight bees. I have, like I said, I have ten, and the only ones we didn't talk about were description and I can do anything. But I'm fine not talking about those. Outside of how cool the limerick thing was with description. Yeah, description is so cool. It's a sick song, but we don't need to get into that. 
So okay. let's okay, uh, okay. let's give our final thoughts on the record and then rate the record based off of our world famous three point rating system, where three is a perfect album, two is a good album. You're going to continue to listen to one is a bad album. Give it a shot, and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So what do you got, Jeff? Go. Oh, it's it's funny because I don't I have I have a lot of history with De La Soul, but I don't have a lot of history with De La Soul. Right? Like I've known about this group for so fucking long. So many rappers that I I love and so many artists that I love credit De La Soul as as being either like the inspiration for them forming their their group or just being like a really big part of it. And uh, it's 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 just sad that they've they've gone this long without any kind of like uh, any kind of like fan base. And it's because of all of their stuff that's just never been put out. And like now it's it's a streaming thing. And if you look even on the YouTube prior to so March third was that was the anniversary for the album, and that's why it, it came on the streaming sites. Um, but if you look at prior to March third, even their YouTube videos for like Magic Number for me, myself, and I, they had like a hundred thousand views. <laughs> like that's fucking yeah. nothing. Yeah, that, that for for a group this influential, nothing. Nobody's heard of this band. Nobody knows what the fuck they are. But you look at post March third, just for like this album alone, every one of these songs has like four million listens. Just it's cool, been though. two two fucking weeks. I know. Like that did, is. Did they remaster crazy. the videos at all? Or no? no. no. I mean, I That's so I, maybe maybe they did because the videos don't look as shit as I thought they would look from 1989. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, this is this is it's it's interesting because this 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 group really was because after Chugoy died, what in February of this year? So a couple months, like a month ago, a month and a half ago. It was like a week. Yeah, it was in February. Man, this this group really was was in very very imminent danger of being forgotten about forever. And then the fucking like Library of Congress as 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 something that's that's been a landmark album for like the development of of music in in America. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't put their music out. Like it's it is know, absolutely right? fucking I, I bonkers. Think, I think they were put into the Library of Congress like I think in two thousand ten, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even like recently. Yeah, it was it was a while <laughs> it was ago, over a decade ago, and you can't find their music anywhere. You can't buy it anywhere because you can't buy CDs unless you buy third party. You know, it, it's un, it's unreal. It's it's doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, whatever. Continue. So I mean, it's just it's just hip hop is samples, and and whether or not you think that that just taking somebody else's music and then changing it a little bit, then making your own if that's new music or not, or if you're just ripping somebody else off. I mean, that's an entirely different like conversation, but yeah. I mean, that's, that's like the basis of all modern rock music is taking somebody else's riff and then making it their own, um, Zeppelin. That's fine though. <laughs> um, so, Rolling Stones, um, Elvis Presley, um, hold on everybody there, else. Um, don't trash talk the King. Okay. Everybody else. Um, hold on there, dude. Everybody else, um, the anyway, king's the king. Leave him alone. He uh, fuck Elvis. Fuck Elvis. Fuck Michael Jackson too. Fuck them all. Why? Why? Why are you so hateful? Hateful eight. You know. No, I don't. I, know. I, I, I don't. I don't have a lot of history with this band. Like, like I said, but but like I do have a lot of history with it because I've been listening to hip hop for so fucking long, and I just I I've never got into them. Never listened to them. Never listened to them. I've never listened to this album in its entirety until this week. This is the first time ever. <laughs> That's so crazy. I know, and it's it's, and it's a matter of convenience. It really is just a matter of convenience, and it's uh, I don't know. It's sad. 
Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I, I own the Jungle Brothers on the vinyls. Bought that like early when we started listening to the vinyls and stuff. And then like Tribe, we've done Tribe on the on the pod. So this is no, this is really no different than either of them. But it's also very different than either of them. I think I think this is better in so many ways than than Tribe and Jungle Brothers. Um, I don't think Tribe would have had a, as an illustrious career had it not been for this. But Tribe, uh, I think Tribe perfected the sound. Oh, totally. But, yeah. But I, I don't think Tribe would have even existed had it not been for this album. So, so as, just, just as far as like like how good it is, its impact on hip hop and its just impact on music in general. This is a beyond perfect album. This is this is Oof. better than a three out of three. This did Oof. so much for fucking music that nobody even realizes. Okay. It really did. Right. This did so much more for music than people realize. It's not just hip hop that samples shit. Like any kind of electronic music that uses a drop, any EDM that that uses a drop, that's that's a sample. Any any kind of like techno music that is using a bass, drum beat, sped up, slowed down, whatever it is, that's a sample. Okay. Fuck, man. Even like you said, even even the king, <laughs> even the king covering. That's a when you cover a song, that's a sample. It's a yeah, exactly. It's a different word. It's it's different nomenclature. And back but it's then, a sample. in the sixties and seven, or especially in the sixties, nobody fucking got the rights for that. They just fucking did it. You just did it. They just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. The, why is it why is it different when hip hoppers do it? That that's because Elvis was white, and they were Whoa. able to market him way Whoa. better. That's why. Come on, I I one hundred percent agree with you, dude. That's what it is. Fuck Elvis, absolutely. Man. Fuck that overrated. He's so fucking overrated. Elvis does has one banger of a song though. Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> is that actually his song? I guarantee you that's not. his oh, song. Oh God, don't even tell me that. I don't. I'm not even gonna look it up. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up right now. <laughs> I, I I I have the 45 of it too. Gonna love it so much. There's no. I, he never wrote any of his songs. Maybe he might have co-wrote a couple of them, but no way he wrote that song. Oh, Elvis, please write Viva Las Vegas. Oh my God, and that brings up the movie. I don't care about his fucking movie. Maybe the maybe the song was written for the movie. Uh, it's possible. Yeah, soundtrack. He was Las Vegas. Yeah, that's Elvis. Right Wait, there. Say that again. That. <laughs> I don't know what I said. Close enough. Okay, so uh, okay, it was a, not written by him. Yeah, uh, Doc Pomus and Mort Schumann. Wow, those are names, huh? Damn. But it was written for the movie for Elvis. Okay, but it's not Elvis, and he did not write it. Well, everybody knows Elvis didn't write any fucking thing, so. Oh, that's the whole point. That's what I was trying to say. He's that's what I was saying. One of the greatest entertainers of all time. Ugh. God, that's exhausting. Anyway, yeah, continue. Elvis, David Blaine, David Copperfield, uh, <laughs> Cher. These are all great entertainers. Okay. Sigmund okay. Freud in Vegas. Sigmund Freud? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I already gave my rating. I gave it a fucking three out of three. But beyond no, you three didn't. Out of three. No, you yeah, didn't. I did. No, you I just said, said it was a beyond a beyond perfect banger. You didn't say it was a perfect three out of three. Okay, then I give it a three point one out of three. No, well, you can't do that. Even though there I are no did. no restrictions, you can't do that. I give this album a three point one out of three. Oh God, don't don't do this. I just I just did it. <laughs> it just happened. All right, my 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 final thoughts on this one. Um, this was better than I expected, exceeded my expectations, EE, as some might say. Um, and <laughs> I don't think this is a perfect record. I think the skits take away from it. There are a couple songs that aren't, uh, they're for whatever, they're fine, but they're not beyond bangers. So I can't give it a perfect three out of three um, because of that. I do think this record is highly, inf- I mean, it is, without a doubt, highly influential. I mean, everybody from, you know, Tribe to everything from, from that 
conscious hip hop era. This changed the course of hip hop. Con- yeah, Kanye said this is one of his. I mean, this record is one of his, the biggest influences. And there we all would know Kanye, be no Kanye, the greatest hip hop producer of all time. I'll say it. I don't care. Greatest hip hop producer greatest of all time. No, you don't think so? No. no, he's top three. Dr. Dre is up there. Yeah, obviously. no, Dr. Dre is the top. He's you the really, best producer of all time. <sighs> I don't know, man. Kanye is something else. I, I no. see. I used to be on that that wagon too, the Dr. Dre wagon. But no. then I grew up, and Kanye, man, Kanye, he, he's he's on he's next level. But anyway, um, yeah, fuck it. You know what? I'm I'm I'll give this a two point eight out of three. Oh two point eight out of three. It's you've given skins, man. You, you've, you've given gotten, shittier records perfect threes. That's not true. What I say is the truth, and what you said is a lie. So. Um. Yeah, two point eight out of three for me. I, I I think this record is fantastic. I'm glad I bought it on vinyl. And, you do um, want to listen to vinyls now? Look at that. Yeah. Hell yeah, I bought it on vinyl. It's sick. So um. Yeah, I don't know. Is that all you have on this one? Got anything more? No. That's uh. That's it. That's all. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. And you know the drill. Follow us. Tell all your friends. That's it. That's all. Anyways. Yeah, so we, are we ready to get these rankings going or what? Yeah, dude, I was born ready. You're gonna keep dicking around. Um, so there, I don't dick. You, we did nine. We did nine albums. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> it does. I don't know. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. There, you did nine albums, right? That's. I, I was actually just thinking today in my mind. I was thinking today when I was at CVS, I, I had to buy a fucking stapler, but. I was thinking that it's funny when old when old people call glasses their cheaters. <laughs> I've never heard that. One. <laughs> I've never heard that. Fucking funny. <laughs> at the bar, at the bar, like when people come up to the bar and they like, give them the menu and they're like, oh yeah, oh, let me get my cheaters. <laughs> oh my god, I've never heard that. <laughs> I love it so much. Old people are so fucking funny. Old people are dope. (laughs) Old people are dope, but gross at the same time. So there's 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 the drum loop, which is like 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 the drum loop for a hip hop song was usually one sample, and then all the other instrumentals are usually different samples. So like Mm -hmm. the the main like riff that you're hearing here is by that band People's Choice. The song's called "I Likes to Do It." I likes to do it, do it. Not that song. (laughs) 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 Remember that song? No, that was a good song. I do remember that song. Yeah. (laughs) Oof. <laughs>